Hey y'all, we're Kristen and Emily. Besties who love talking about female-driven cinema. Come along for the ride as we talk about landmark films with female writers, directors, actors, and producers. We aim to highlight women's stories and the characters they bring to life on the big screen. So buckle up and join us on this female-driven journey. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Hey, Kristen. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Hey, glad you... to be here. Yeah. I'm glad you're here too. Are you ready to talk about portrait today? Let's do it. Okay. So today we are here to talk about one of my favorite movies in recent memory. Oh, yeah. We've talked <laughs> about this movie so much. Yeah. So... Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a movie that came out a few years ago now in 2019, written and directed by Celine Sciamma, starring the lovely Noemi Merlon, Adele Anel, Valeria Galino, and Luana Barami. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> and yeah, it's a really beautiful movie. I'm very excited to talk about it. We need to add that Adele is the love of your heart. <laughs> she is. I fell in love with her when yes. I saw this movie. It's hard not to. I, yeah. I can't wait to talk more about wait, her performance. I can't wait to talk about her. Yeah. I mean, everyone, but like mostly her. So it's a very brief synopsis on IMDb. On an isolated island in Brittany at the end of the 18th century, a female painter is obliged to paint a wedding portrait of a young woman. Dare we say a young woman on, on fire? fire? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we dare. Ooh. We dare. So I'm thinking we just launch right in here. So this movie begins, we see some hands sketching. Didn't you tell me that the hands, when they do the close-up, it's an actual artist? Yeah, so so when we see Noemi's character painting, so Noemi plays the painter Marianne, when we see her paint, it's... You see a close-up of a woman's hand painting. It's not mm-hmm. Noemi. It's it's it. another woman that's painting. But how do you get hired for gigs like that? I, I want to be I like. I'd like to know. I'm guessing Celine knew this knew the woman. Yeah, uh, and I think the same woman did the concept art and, and did. Oh, very. Cool. I could be wrong, but that makes she, sense. But she did the actual painting. Mm. It's not like they just filmed her doing you know a few a few diddles and then <laughs> yeah. you know put the put on screen. I think she actually completed the painting. Because that that bothers me in some films where. You watch the actor pretending to paint <laughs> or play the piano or, or, or play the violin, <laughs> or play the violin. and it, and like it's the so, bow is like an inch above the strings it's, or something. It's really, it's really bad. Yeah, that's something yeah. they do really well in this film. Yeah, is yeah. is the accuracy of the art that's uh, yeah, I love being it. painted in yeah. real time. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. And that's the opening shot. Yeah, people. the opening shot is these young girls, mm-hmm. and we see them very intently looking up from their sketchbooks and and then looking back down. Mm-hmm. 
And their, it's cool to see yeah. uh, Marianne mm-hmm. teaching a painting class. Mm-hmm. Like already we have a female character in a role of power um, right at the beginning and teaching a room full of female students. Yeah. It's very cool. Yep. End of the 18th century. So she's giving them direction on, you know, you know, look at this, look at that, pay attention to my hands, you know, my arms. And finally, she we see that she is distracted by something. Mm-hmm. She looks up and she looks rather distressed. And she says, you know, who, who took that out? And then we see from her point of view what she's looking at. And it's this painting, this very odd scene of, I'd say it's, it's a seascape, but yeah. you see a small female figure whose dress is on fire. Mm-hmm. Kind of at the skirt. At the yeah, yeah, yeah. And the students are, <laughs> they look a little bit cowed. And, you know, one of them fesses up and says, yeah, I, I took it out. Was I not supposed to? And Marianne is just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> and, but then she she's not so angry that she won't go on to tell us the story for the next two hours. <laughs> That's what I was confused on. So is yeah. she telling the students or is she rec- is she having an inner recollection? I, of I her think it see it seems to me that she is speaking ah, to the girls okay. that's the impression i got she's talking she's talking to someone she's either talking to us but i, I think she's speaking to the girls especially ah. there's a bit later on where where it's her pov but we're looking at eloise and she's talking about how you paint an earlobe do you remember that yes oh yeah yeah and i think it just seems to me like she's she's addressing her students she's telling them this story oh that makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. okay so we see her and it's <laughs> I mean, we get the title. We get the title. We don't get the title card, but we we basically get a title basically. card where she drops the title, and mm. it's like, okay, roll credits. <laughs> but you know, she basically they say, "What? What's the painting called?" And mm. in her beautiful, beautiful voice and oh, in French, in French oh, um, yeah. I can't do it because I'm not Stunning. even gonna. I'm not gonna try. But she says, "Quel en est le titre? Portrait de la jeune fille en feu." The por- it, the, the it's portrait of a lady on mm-hmm. fire but it's the french in in the french which i believe mm-hmm. the literal translation is portrait of a young girl on oh. fire so jeune fille, jeune fille young 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 lady or young girl but i think in the english they they changed it to portrait of a lady on fire just rolled off rolled, rolled off the tongue, tongue easier. yeah and so we are then back however many years ago this in happened yeah and we are immediately with her <clears throat> she's on a boat this is the kind of shallower boat with oars. Yeah, there are, she's got, she's, I'm guessing she, they were on some kind of schooner or something, mm-hmm. and then they, they went into this dinghy boat with, yeah. I don't know, eight guys just rowing to shore, and she's the only woman there, and no one's talking, like, they're not, the, the mm-hmm. men aren't talking to each other, she's not talking to them. I, I think this, the camera was attached it seems like it's just attached to the boat yeah because you're rocking because yeah in the boat yeah it it made me feel seasick queasy yeah Yeah, i felt very seasick watching it and so very immersive mm -hmm. yeah for sure so you see marianne with these men rowing to shore it's choppy and then Uh she has a crate with her yeah a slim crate that contains canvas that we find out, but yeah, yeah you we don't, don't know, know at the time. Yet. Yeah. You just know it's something important to her because it tumbles overboard, mm-hmm. and the men just look at her like, <laughs> like, what do you, you want, want me, me to, to do? do? <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, ah, and she jumps over, yeah, swims out and grabs it. So is this like a nice character establishing moment for you, Absolutely. Kristen? Absolutely. <laughs> do you like it? 
absolutely this is showing and not telling <laughs> <laughs> she jumped right in she was like i guess you're not gonna help and she jumps in after that mm-hmm. that crate in full dress Does it and undergarments own. and shoes and mm-hmm. uh and and then we just see another you know it cuts back scene break or I don't, I don't know i'm not a filmmaker but <laughs> basically you see her jump in grab the crate we don't watch her get back on the so boat. Give up. yeah you just see her shivering sopping wet in the boat with her crate clinging yeah. to her crate so we know as an audience it's important and so yeah once we find out it's the canvas it's like well yeah she's on her way uh she's been commissioned mm-hmm. to paint a portrait so she needs her canvas to get paid <laughs> <laughs> to get her coin to get that coin girl. get her coin otherwise yeah she kind of needs that canvas mm-hmm. so yeah they eventually they get to shore i should say if you haven't gathered this already this is a capital a art film absolutely <laughs> so there are long takes of just no dialogue it's just like this next shot it's very it's scenic it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's a wide shot and you just see her kind of walking up the beach you see <clears throat> one of the sailors just walking away you know walking off into the cove and she walks and then I, it feels like 30 seconds go by long. and then finally she she turns around and she's like where am i supposed to go <laughs> and he's like go go into the trees he said mm. that's not i mean can you imagine she doesn't know she doesn't know where she is right. i she just figures it out i guess yeah i basically just dropped her off and she was on her own no one was there to drop a pin for her no one yes right you know. <laughs> no one was to pick her up and take her to the estate alexa I wasn't think. there you know siri she just i guess was well she probably just thought this is a, probably the only manor house in the region be hard mm. to miss so we see her toiling up the hill she's again mm-hmm. sopping wet she's got this great Windy. coat great coat on which i think that's a man's coat yeah you you mentioned i that. think so i mm-hmm. think that it might have been her father's coat but it's, yeah, it's, it's oversized, and it looks like a man's coat. Mm. And she's carrying everything on her back. Like, everything she has taken with her. I wouldn't say it's everything she owns, but she probably has maybe a change of underwear. And, yeah, it's very small. Mm-hmm. She didn't bring very much at all. No, no. She, and this is yeah. uh, 1770, I believe. Yeah, is that what it said in there? I believe yeah. so. So, late France. 18th century in Brittany, mm-hmm. some a, more of a rural, coastal region. Yeah. She's walking. We get a few establishing shots where we just kind of see her walking through this landscape. It's getting dark. It's nice. really scary. It it really feels like I've I, I've obsessed with this movie, so I've listened to you know, podcasts about this movie yeah. and and reviews and people saying this feels like a horror movie. Kind of like it kind of feels that way when you see her walking up to the house and it's dusk Hmm. and night is falling and and she's just this woman that's all alone and she just walks up to this it it feels kind of like it feels like a fairy tale Mm. it feels kind of like a almost like a fable yeah it's very dreamlike and there's i feel like there's suspense too yeah we're we're plunged into the unknown here yeah so anyway she she knocks on the door and i i'm thinking this is this the service entrance right she doesn't knock at the front i feel like she's a tradesperson, so mm-hmm. she knocks and this very cute maid we find that sophie. Kind of sophie cute adorable lovely girl opens the door and marianne i think this is where we get her name the first time we hear mm. it she just says i'm it's marianne i'm marianne so they must have been expecting her sophie the maid opens the door and, and you know, ushers her inside and mm. this feels like it was lit entirely with candles 
I don't know. Have you seen Barry Lyndon? No. No. Barry Lyndon, no. Stanley Kubrick. So he did He did this movie. It must have been in the 70s. I don't know. But it was a period piece. And he wanted to use entirely natural light or just, wow. just candlelight. And that, that sort of feels like that here where you just see them walking up the stairwell. It's dark. Yeah. It's just candlelight. It's a large light. staircase mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It's so dark. Sophie leads her into her room. It's basically a reception hall. It's empty. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it seems like... I think Celine, again, the writer-director, I think she trusts her audience just to put the pieces together or to, like, come to their own conclusions because it's, we can tell this is a really big house, but it's empty, and I don't think that was just an aesthetic choice. I think she's saying, these people are in the process of leaving. You know, when we meet the Countess, she's already, this is an Italian woman, we find out, that's been living here for who, you know, 30 years at this point, and it seems like her husband's dead. You know, her husband has died. Her eldest daughter has died. Right. It seems like she's already be- she's begun the process of picking up and moving moving on with her life. Oh, so I think that I like they've you started, that. you know, they've they've started packing up their things. Oh, or they've either they've sold it or they've started packing up and they're leaving. Because we come into this room and it's it's empty. There's like what looks like a day bed or almost mm-hmm. like a, like a chaise long where she's supposed to sleep. But other than that, yeah, it's very it's very Spartan. <laughs> I, I made the yeah. assumption yeah. that they were struggling for money. Uh, yes. That they yeah. were had sold a bunch of things yeah. off. Yeah. And... yeah. Which is one reason why she's desperate to marry off her daughter. Yes. <laughs> and why she's willing to pay someone to do that. Yeah. Yeah, they need yeah. to make that connection. And mm-hmm. it also, I mean, that sparse, minimalistic style. It's striking, of Celine, too. Yeah. The director, yeah. It's yeah. very striking. All you really get to do is focus on Mostly Marianne. Or, yeah. And I think Sophie's the only servant we see in the house. Again, that, that makes me film. that makes me feel like they've either she's either let everyone go or they're leaving. Like yeah. I, I yeah, I get that impression where it's just like there's one servant girl here. She's a maid of all work. She's doing <laughs> All the work. She she's taking care of, you know, these, like, this point, it would have been two women and now three. So she's got her hands full. That's a lot. And we find out that Sophie's going through a lot. She <laughs> on, sure on is. On her own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll we will definitely Sophie. get into that. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are left with Marianne in this room. And this feels, again, this feels very much like an art film. Where atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, establishing atmosphere. Showing rather than telling. So we see... She strips down, <laughs> she gets naked, uh, because again, she's soaking wet. And it's probably bone-chillingly cold at this point in this big, empty room. We Sophie, built her a fire. Yeah, Sophie started a fire for her. Bless Sophie. Yeah, I love her. And she has that really cool little spill. She carries it around, yeah. it's like a spool. And I was like, I want one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just her own little lighter. Like, yeah. she has this little spill, and it's like a spool she carries with it's her. It's like a mm-hmm. wick material, all yep, wrapped up. It's wrapped up, around she carries spool. it with her. Yeah, so she starts a fire, mm-hmm. and Marianne, you know, strips down naked. She sets out her canvases. Like, that's a hallmark of art house films. A She's, naked woman? Some, someone's going to be naked yeah, at some point. There's definitely <laughs> female nudity and also natural body hair in this movie. Yeah. So, again, it's, it feels very earthy and it does. Know, very art very art house, yeah. let's just say. Very French. So she's uh, drying her canvases, and it, I was afraid those were going to warp. I thought they were going to be wrecked. That's going to shrink the canvas. You know what? Marianne knows what she's doing. So That's right. She knows her medium. She knows what she's working with. Right. So we just see this 
beautiful shot and the wide shot of her in profile. She's naked smoking a pipe and... It was so, such a boss movie. <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't have yeah. any intentions of smoking a pipe nude by a fire, you should now. <laughs> it was so boss. Is this, is this basically, like, another movie we're planning on doing all about Eve, where no one makes smoking look better than look Betty Davis. As badass. Look as sexy as Betty Davis. As Betty Davis and yep. it just makes you want to smoke. It's so bad for you, but, like... It, yeah, she she makes it look good, and I think Marianne makes it makes it look good. I I mean, she earned it. It was a long day. She's relaxing. Yeah. She what exactly is like, she's smoking, Kristen? I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> but I, she deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> she she's earned it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then after this, we see her kind of go downstairs. She's barefoot in this little. It looks like a painter's smock. Because again, mm-hmm. I don't think she barely brought any clothes with her. I think she wears just the one dress. Yeah, the orange, the orange red. What would you call it? I call it brown. Burn, burnt sienna. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So she's wandering. She's wandering down the hall, Mm -hmm. and she goes down to the kitchen, fixes herself a little snack. She's got. She just helps herself to the cupboards in there. I love it. Yeah, I feel like this is a great just. This is who she is. Yeah. You know, we, we're just learning about this is the kind of person she is. She just kind of makes herself at home and mm-hmm. she, she fixes herself. Oh, yeah, I remember. And then Sophie comes in and Marianne's like, got any wine? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very French repast. They yeah. Sit, she's got her wine and her bread. Nice little snack. And her, her cheese. It's all she, it's all, what more does a French woman need? So then she starts making conversation with Sophie about... How long have you, you know, how long have you been here? Do you like it mm-hmm. here? Um, and you know, she's, she's, she's establishing a rapport. And this is something that stuck out to me was I feel like they're on a level with each other. Where, because of uh, social class? Yeah. Or? Well, yeah, they're both working women. Yeah. Right. I think it's clear that Marianne comes from more money and you know, her father's an established artist and she's trained under him. She's done an apprenticeship ship of sorts so still you know technically trades people in ways i think art was still and is still you know considered a trade right we might, we might not use the term trade now but um when we're thinking about artists but this was his profession and her Absolutely. her profession you know she's a professional professional woman and it, it just made me think of you know jane eyre where it's like what space does she occupy she's not a gentlewoman but she's not exactly a servant you know mm-hmm. what what is she but i feel like Marianne really levels with Sophie in the way she interacts with her. Like, we don't see Sophie curtsy to her. Yeah. Yeah. Showing any kind of sign. No deference. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I wish I spoke French so I could understand. I think they're all using the formal vous, but, you know, it'd be nice to know, like, how is Sophie addressing Mm -hmm. Marianne versus how is Marianne addressing Sophie? But it seems like they are more on equal footing and she's just asking her about her mistress and then her time there and, and it's relaxed and very. it's not like marianne's hunched over her midnight snack you know and in sophie's bustling around yeah in a smoke. yeah it's very yeah. much yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like you were describing it yeah like yeah leveling with each other mm-hmm. and so she starts asking her uh about the situation here and we get this very uncomfortable i felt we get the impression that something really bad has happened to the family, yeah, in the like something really bad, yeah, bad happened, and well, we find out that the the elder sister died by suicide, right? yeah, but not here. We don't know, not oh. yet. Yeah, spoiler, <laughs> yeah. 
Sophie, so we find out that the elder sister who was supposed to marry this Italian, this Milanese gentleman died. And, and we, we never get her name. We don't get the sister's name. Right. We never do. But so she died. And then Marianne says something like, you know, did disease take her? And we just get a very cryptic no. Oh, that's right. And it's yeah. very tense and very uncomfortable. Yes. But I, I think Marianne is intuitive enough to just not push it any yeah. further. She does ask the next day, I believe, or the next time where she is like, I really need to know what happened. Um, I think right. right when she's about to meet Eloise. But yeah, we find out that this elder sister has died and that... Eloise is, is there as a replacement. I mean, she's there to take her sister's place. She's been in a convent in That's a nunnery right. with the Benedictine in the with the Benedictine nuns, the Benedictine mm-hmm. order, and she's she's come back. She's there to, to take her sister's place. How sucky is that? Like, <sighs> the, like the loss of your sister, but also you have to fulfill this kind of role. And you just think how many choices has <sighs> Eloise had? And I'm assuming she did not choose to enter the convent. I'm assuming they sent her there when she was like eight. Because mm. <laughs> that's what was more typical at the time. Uh, yeah, they would send children. Like there would be one that was set apart or consecrated to religious life, you know, wow. for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, very devout people, which many were. They would see it as this sacrifice uh, right. to gain favor with God. You've given up your your child, one of your children, to the Lord or whatever. and they're there to intercede on your behalf and, pr- and pray for your family and uh, their mm. family and gain favor there. Have you seen those old, old portraits that hang up in, you know, the Uffizi, whatever in Florence, where you'll see like the donor or the patron portraits yes. and you see the little patron in the corner. Oh, like, no, dressed, I didn't like, yeah. You, you see them. They're like, they funded the painting, mm. but you see them. <laughs> like lording over it well no they're usually stuck they're usually like in the corner of the painting in all black kneeling or you know oh, doing something like, but look how pious but it's like wonderful and and yet you wanted to put yourself in the painting yeah, <laughs> just so you yeah. know who paid for this but mm-hmm. like yeah usually you'll see like the donor actually in the painting but that mm. just yeah make it, it it made me think of children kind of being sacrificed on this altar yeah. <laughs> um but in terms of eloise Eloise? Eloise? I think in the French it's Eloise. Eloise? Yeah. yeah. I think when we were watching this together, you said something like either it was what, hell or a sapphic paradise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, this is either The Handmaid's Tale yeah. or it's a sapphic paradise. <laughs> There's no in between. It's right. It's Benedetta. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't really, we'll get there. Yeah. But we... next, doesn't Marianne meet with the Comtesse? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So actually, yeah, you are right. So she does go to meet with the countess. Again, we don't get a name. It's the countess. We see her discover the painting. Yes. So apparently someone has been hired before Marianne Mm -hmm. to do a painting of Eloise. And again, I don't know if we mentioned this, but this painting is to be sent to the suitor. Well, the arranged marriage, actually. It's a Tinder profile. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of 1770 France. I mean, again, that's why portraiture is so important as a trade. You have it no was, way of It was more practical then. Yes. It was like, no, you want to know what so-and-so looks like? you got to hire a you good painter to selfie. make you look good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Marianne comes across the Ooh. old painting. It is shot like it's a scene from the others. 
Like it's shot like it it really it's horrific. Like the way she you see the, the camera behind Marianne as she approaches this canvas and pulls the sheet off and it's so ghoulish. You just see the beautiful green dress and the hands and the arms, but then there's just a blur over the face. And it's yeah. so it's again, it's ghoulish. It's a violent mark. It's clearly mm. with some passion it was yeah. scrubbed out. Yeah, yeah. That or he just couldn't even Or he couldn't he, he didn't couldn't even get her, her no, he couldn't. expression. He couldn't no, figure her she, out. She refused. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um yeah. Yeah, very effective. And so we you know, the next we cut to the next day where she's meeting with the mother, so yes. the countess. We learn about this situation that happened. Well you know, Eloise is there. She's been there for I think a couple of weeks at this point, maybe longer, but she's arrived from the convent and the mother, the lovely Italian actress Valeria Galino, yeah. who is in Frida, another yes. movie we're going to talk about. He's telling Marianne about about what happened and and what to expect. Like you said Kristen, she had hired a male painter to to, to create this lovely daughter. lovely Tinder profile picture <laughs> so she could send it to this suitor. I'm assuming she had a painting of her elder daughter taken and sent mm-hmm. and approved. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see that one. No. <laughs> I know. It's it's so sad. We just kind of just hear about this poor young woman. But yeah, so the mother says, hey, you know, I hired him. He wasn't, she refused to sit. So he was able to paint the body because he's probably painted how many women at this point. And yeah. He probably just painted that, sketched sketched the, a woman's body, but he she wouldn't sit. Yeah, as in she wouldn't pose for him nope. to take no her to face take any kind of sketches yeah. or yep. yeah. She the mother came up with this ingenious plan to hire a female painter so she could Marianne could pose as a a, a, a ladies a ladies companion yes. yeah and then just paint the portrait in secret and on the slide yeah so Emily how would you feel if you're you're a portrait artist uh-huh. you think you're gonna go to this standard gig and then uh, your patron is like, I want you to do this dope-ass painting of my daughter, <laughs> but she can't know about it. Um, I'd be like, you're paying me double, um, <laughs> and I have to be her companion? Like, that's a, that's this work. We're going to overtime. But Marianne is so a challenge. boss. She's just like, yeah, I can. I- <laughs> yeah, she really <laughs> just rolled with it. I mean, and then we had this discussion where I was like, Kristen, if someone asked me to sketch my own mother, whose face I know so mm-hmm. intimately, it would look nothing like her. I can't do that. And she's supposed to just catch glimpses of this woman and somehow do a like a three quarter portrait of, yeah. of her. And I'm just like, that is that is mind blowing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, she should have negotiated she should have been like yeah look you know you're gonna pay me this but no i'm not pulling yeah. it and good luck finding another female portrait artist that yeah. can oh you know now that we mentioned that i wonder if that's part of why um celine wrote the start of Mar- of marianne's journey to the estate as being so arduous mm. because yeah. maybe it just made it harder for marianne to walk away and be like okay, like i've gone through yeah. all this effort to get here you're gonna pay me like i'm just gonna do this uh-huh. In a few days, get it done. Yeah, and then move on. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. That could be. Yes. But yeah, that that is another great style of Celine Siama is mm-hmm. that she leaves a lot for you to. I love it. Interpret. She respects the audience's intelligence. It's off-putting at first. Yeah. I'm used to being spoon-fed yeah. stories. Yeah. Which is not bad. Spoon-fed sounds like a derogatory or condescending term, I guess. Mm-hmm. But 
Just for that Your hand is method. being held. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so in this case, it's definitely yeah. not. Um, so it takes a minute to get used to. If you're a first time You really have to pay attention. So, yeah. So the, the again, very lovely woman. who You can Stunning. tell she looks like... I buy them as mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. I think we said... And just to clarify, yeah. we buy mm-hmm. Eloise and the Countess. The Countess as yeah. a mother and daughter, for sure. Did we decide... Does the, is the Countess wearing a wig? I think Did she is. Did we decide is. she is? I, I think Adele, Anel, as Eloise, she's blonde, and that's her real hair. But I mm-hmm. think with this actress, Val- Valeria, I think they put just a blonde wig. And I think mm-hmm. that did the work, where it's like, oh yeah, mother and daughter. Like, yeah. it's kind of like a blonde, curly wig. It's pretty. It looks good. Yeah. And then when you... There's this beautiful shot of them later, where the Countess is saying goodbye, and they're both in profile. And you're like, oh, Ooh. mother, daughter. Like, it just... Yeah. yeah I, you know, I, I, I get that. You buy it. And another thing that happens is we see the portrait of the Countess when she was a young woman. That's right. From her wedding portrait. Well, yeah. Not her wedding one, but the her one... Tinder, her Tinder. Her Tinder profile. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hanging above the, the mantelpiece. Mm-hmm. And she said, this is this was waiting here when I got here. Because I had sent it. My, mm-hmm. I'm assuming her parents or her mother or father sent it ahead to the man that she ended up marrying. And even though that's mm-hmm. such a... I mean, what a difficult thing to it's do. It's so transactional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. You're a commodity, right? You are. And notice, it's not the other way around. It's not like, this isn't a mutual exchange where she gets a portrait of him to approve of. Right. Oh, no. This is the, the exchange woman. that they're making. It's, I'm going to is she hot? put a root. Yeah. The man, the, the gentleman. These are, you know, these are landed. I don't know. If, yeah, she's she's titled. She's she countess. Is. So yeah. this isn't, you know, these are aristocrats. They're landed. So it's a transaction. I will confer this title on you. I, I will give you status, meaning the you know the man in this relationship, and money. you will give me yeah money, and you will give me your beauty, your youth, your body, yeah, and your uterus, and your and children. <laughs> yes. So that's the exchange, and all the parties understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, survival. I mean... It's very practical. It is very practical. And Marianne, we see, and you can see the frustration when she's talking later on with Eloise on the beach of, like, Marianne has way more freedom than Eloise ever mm-hmm. has had or will have. Even though she's a higher social class. Yeah. She had yep. she had more freedom, and and you can see that. I think there's some annoyance there in that yeah. conversation that they have. Um, but, yeah. You, you see the mother's, like... I think the mother is saying to herself... I did this, mm-hmm. and I know it's now not fun, are. but you, this is what is done. Like, this is your option. Yep. <laughs> so, and this is what we're doing. Exactly. Right. So does Marianne meet mm-hmm. Eloise? She this? does, yeah. But before she does, she hurriedly takes Sophie aside and says, you need to tell me what happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. She pumps her for info. She does. She's mm-hmm. like, you need to tell me what <laughs> I know something happened. What, tell me what, what happened. Yes. And she says, okay, fine. I was walking. So Sophie was the companion at this point. She was walking alongside the elder sister, Eloise's elder sister, oh. outside on the cliffs. Mm-hmm. And it's so scary the way Sophie tells this story and the way she acts, the, the actress, um, mm-hmm. because she says she turned around. They were walking. She turned around and... And the the young lady was gone. That's right. Eloise's sister was gone, and then she goes up. She disappeared. They were walking. She, you know, Sophie turned around for a second, turned back, and she was gone. 
And Marianne asks, like, did she slip and fall, I think? She's and like, well, how do you know? You, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. What? How do you know she didn't fall? And Sophie just delivers it. It's chilling, the way she delivers it. She just says, how do you know she didn't fall? And she says, She didn't cry out. Ooh, yeah. It's, she didn't scream. It's so it's chilling. Awful. It really is. And, also, yeah, Sophie is very perceptive, very mm-hmm. keen young woman. And she says she looked over and she saw her body below on the rocks. Right. It's very upsetting. It's a hard life, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then to have something traumatic like she that. She was desperate. And, um, yeah. You can tell she was desperate. And you're, I don't even get a sense, really, and this is just could be her aristocratic stoicism. I'm not really feeling grief from the Countess at all. No. Me neither. Isn't? But I wasn't sure if it was just because the storytelling style is so minimal it's really just focused on the it's not about her Mariana, yeah it's not about the yeah. contest she's literally just lost her child yeah. in the most tragic way so the scope is narrowed down where i feel like yeah i did kind of yearn for a little bit of a wider scope yeah to have more of more of that what happened exploration. there or a scene yeah. with eloise and her mother together we only yeah. get the one and it's the them saying goodbye and yeah and i kind of wanted more of a feeling of like wait so your daughter ended her life because of this and you just sent for your next daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it seems totally callous, but, it but, does. but, yeah, it, it kind of feels like she's, her daughters are her pawn. This Resources. Is, yeah, like, this is, okay, I lost one daughter. I lost my heir, now where's my spare? Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing where. Which, like, no wonder Eloise is coming home. Not only. Yeah grieving her sister but just like her life is just completely like she has no agency yeah she doesn't have agency. like the course she probably thought she was gonna be in the nut in, 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 in the, the convent, convent forever and then yeah to have it be like oh no actually you're your, gonna get married your sister's and... dead <laughs> <laughs> your sister was so desperate not to that she ended her life and yep. you're taking her and place taking... yeah that's some emotionally complex and again uh, i feel trauma. like she probably feels like i would feel like I have no, you know, you'd feel just, I have no control. Yeah. <laughs> I have no control over my life or what I, what I do, what I want. So really perhaps doesn't, doesn't Eloise's matter. refusal to sit for the portrait is her own Active defiance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the one thing she has control over. Yeah. And I try to have compassion for the Countess because this is a woman living in what? 18th century. Yeah. This is the world. She's playing by the rules that she's been given. Social customs that are common what is at she, the time. What is she going to do? And I feel like, I mean, yeah, this is what she did. This is what all the women of her standing did. Yep. And I feel like she finally, for the first time in her life, has autonomy where she wants yes. to return to Italy. This is her chance. Mm-hmm. We, we, it's not, again, it's not spelled out, but I'm going to assume that her husband has died. It seemed like it. And she probably never wanted to live in France. She didn't want to live in rural France. She came from Milan, this very cosmopolitan Mm. European city. You know, this is a very worldly woman. And she's excited to move on with her life. And she she wants to return to Italy. And I think she even says something like, I think this will be good for Eloise. (laughs) Who wants to be in a convent? You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to give her this, give her the chance to marry this man. Of course, she's probably not going to care for him at all but 
who did? Like, who yeah, who time, really cared yeah. for their spouse at the time? Yeah. She's going to live in Milan. She's going to be a woman of standing and enjoy all the comforts and privileges of her of her status. And yeah. so she's probably thinking, like, this is a win. Right. Like, she's she's angry with me now, but I think, I think this is ultimately going to benefit her. So I try to be compassionate toward the, the countess. Mm. And, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, but, ugh, yikes. So anyway, moving on. Marianne plus Eloise. Oh, my God. God. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> How excited were you? Because I was like hyping you during this you were, whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, here she comes. Oh my God, it's, <laughs> what is happening? Well, before watching this film together, you had shown me clips yeah. over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, wow, they, there's a lot of long looks. It's <laughs> just out of context. But now knowing. Uh-huh. Like, oh, she, like, one of the women has been commissioned to paint the other on the Mm -hmm. sly. I'm like, of course, she's trying to absorb every detail Uh she possibly can. Uh But that unintentionally sparked this intense reaction between the two women. Ooh! Yeah. It kindled this incredible spark of desire. Yeah. Yeah. And longing and everything that this film is famous for. Ooh! Yeah. I just remember I sent you the gif of... (laughs) Where, where they're on the cliff together, and it's this oh, cool yeah. shot. It's this like, it's very like persona, like Imar Bergman, where you see the two women in profile, and yeah. you just see them stealing glances at each yeah. other. And you just texted back like, "This is the whole movie, isn't it?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Yup, yeah. <laughs> get ready for yeah. it." <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah. Context helped a lot. Yeah, it's um, like yes. Watch these two breathtakingly beautiful French women fall in love with each other seriously. by gazing in well, each other's eyes. Yeah, and yeah. So when they first go outside together, when Eloise wants to go for a walk on the cliff, wait, 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 back up, back up, back up. She goes down the stairs. She sees Eloise at the bottom mm-hmm. of the stairs. Like Dracula, she's just like standing with her back to her with a cloak on. Oh yeah, it was very that made her larger than life. That was she's cool. so emo. <laughs> she's a stunt queen. Well, it, it hyped it up. It hyped she's it up. She's so like, dramatic. Eloise is so dramatic. Yeah, but it was so funny to me that she didn't even like turn around to say hi. I'm Eloise. Like. Mm. She's like, bitch, like, yeah. <laughs> <You're killing. laughs> we're like, I'm ready to go outside. I've been waiting here for 15 minutes. <laughs> right. But I, I was just, my I, Uber's here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought she'd be more like, but again, because she's been in the convent for so long and accustomed to probably silence and deference. Absolutely. And plus she's kind of, I mean, it seems like who she is a little bit too. Yeah. Oh, a little bit standoffish, but yeah. I'm just thinking silence deference mm-hmm. probably not speaking unless you're spoken to she's probably in this weird place where she is an aristocratic lady young woman when i think there are expectations of her of this is how you receive a visitor you know you're very gracious you probably you would introduce yourself right but she's just right. <laughs> she's just like nope no. i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> so she just like as soon as she hears marianne's footsteps on the stairwell she just books it like she oh, opens the door yeah. she yep well, she doesn't book it right away. She they walk out, um, watch, and it feels it feels like a striptease. Like she walks out, and like Marianne's just following at a very careful, you know, polite distance. And with then, Sophie's words in her head of being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, like mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. what happened to the sister? This, this what is literally happen what happened Eloise. last time. Like we were out walking, and yes. this is because I turned around for one second, and she was gone. She was gone. You see the 
cloak, you see the hood fall back, and you just see this beautiful, Golden wild, hair. blonde hair, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Molly was shaking her boots. <laughs> yeah. And then, still walking, still walking, finally, you see the cliff on the horizon. Freaking Heloise. Books it. Bolts. For the cliff She line. bolts like a horse, like a spooked horse. And Marianne's like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Starts running after her. In their gowns. Yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 no! No, yeah. no I won't be so fired. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what was that terrible... <laughs> Did you watch Tiger King? No, I didn't. When, no. okay, well, there's this part when... Joe Exotic just says, I will never financially recover from oh, yes. this. <laughs> that's a, a Marianne's exact word in that moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, thankfully, Eloise stopped short at the cliff's edge. Right at the brink. I think she was. She wanted that rush. Yeah. She did. And she even says. And like, she says, yeah, I haven't run in so long or something like that. Okay, so first, no, first. We, oh can't, my we, God. Can't, just, okay. we can't just brush past <laughs> okay. when she turns around. And you're just like, <gasps> <laughs> the reveal. Oh my God. She's just stunning. Yeah. You, it, Adele and Elle, my God. What a beautiful a, wolf. And oh my god. Like, you see, she really is breathtaking. Yeah. Like, that, you know, that that's kind of thrown around. Like, I feel like the word, when I'm thinking of this movie, swoon-worthy. Ooh. It's like, that's a word that's kind of bandied about, but no. Swoon-worthy is the word. And then when yeah. you see her, she is breathtaking. Yeah. She takes your breath away. And she's got these green, green eyes mm-hmm. and blonde hair. And she just turns around and Marianne's, and she said, I've always dreamed of I've always dreamed... Again, it's in French. It's so much better. Yeah. You know, I've always dreamed of doing that. And Marianne goes, what, dying? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then she goes, she says, no, running. Mm -hmm. Um, When's the last time she ever got to run around? Ever. Like, I don't think in the convent... Do you see a nun run? You don't. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, so this was like a little burst of freedom. Yeah, and I'm sure her mother had her on a short leash mm-hmm. since the incident. That's right. So we don't know. Has she even gotten to walk outside? Like, has Sophie been able to take her out for a walk in the woods? We don't, we don't know. know. But we, she just ran. Yeah. Anyway. And it's a way to get our heart rate up as the viewer yeah. and really adds yeah. to the flavor of seeing mm-hmm. Eloise. Mm-hmm. For the first time. The full power of her gaze. Now, was this when she broke the fourth wall and looked right into the camera? So, yeah, we'd had this discussion. So, I believe Eloise, Adele and Elle, I think she breaks the fourth wall three times three in this times? movie. But not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. Yeah, not yet. I think she breaks it three times. And we can go over when those happen. Yeah, because those are um, important. Yeah, yeah. But And then we just kind of get, again, no dialogue. We just see them walking along this beautiful cliffside. And then yeah. we see the gift. You know, this would be the gift I sent you. Or they're just standing. And then Marion is so intense. She's just mm-hmm. so intense, just staring at her and trying to get, you know, every, every glimpse, every angle she can possibly get. <laughs> and Eloise is kind of glancing back like, what the hell? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's. I mean, come on. Have you seen yourself at all? Like, <laughs> You're right. God. But no, she. Again, maybe no mirrors in the convent. I don't know. I, oh. I, I'm just trying to think of what her life would have. If she literally grew up there, what sense of her own body and like her mm-hmm. own beauty does she have? And that's right. Yeah, you don't. Because yeah, I'm sure the self is not mm-mm. promoted inside. It's like a group. It's like a hive. Setting. Yeah. 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 And plus, I mean, to have someone as attractive as Marianne yeah. looking at you, yeah, 
that maybe so intensely takes you back. Yeah. 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 Again, yeah, they're walking and then we see that that beautiful shot I where I sent it to you where <laughs> she's just stealing all the glances and trying to be discreet, but you can't when you're staring at someone like that. So yeah, yeah again, you, you catch them both kind of stealing glances at each other and, and God, Adele is so intense. Just her, those green eyes are just mm-hmm. piercing, and she just looks back at her and Mary, and she's like, oh! <laughs> and I think there's an element of, oh, God, like, yeah. she's so beautiful. I mean, that's their... Sparks were flying. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. like, in a, like, a curious way. Yeah, Of yeah. course, it wasn't like... I mean, it's their initial meeting and things, mm-hmm. but it's more like, like instant chemical in- reaction. Instant attraction, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, they, they go back to the house, and... They go to Marianne's quarters, which again, okay, it's just it's like, like a big empty room. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure, Kristen, this is the part where we get Marianne's POV through the camera a lot, where you see her yeah. talk, like, like this is when she's talking to her students about how to properly paint an earlobe. That's right. Because <laughs> you see her, you know, she's looking at, at Eloise from below on the stairs and she just sees kind of a profile but she sees the ear and she's you can she's just describing this is how you prop this is how to, to yeah. capture an ear like the light travels through <clears throat> it it's, tra- it's translucent yeah. the card- you know the cartilage is translucent mm-hmm. so uh, she's earning that commission yeah sis. yeah she's yep. she's staring you know they get up and then Marianne and then Eloise just says you know do you have a book yeah <laughs> 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 She's had no books to read this Oof. whole time. Yeah, I don't know. What would you do all day? You'd be so bored. Did she seriously have no books? Or did she read all the books her mom hadn't packed up yeah, and sent to somebody Milan knew yet? who came. Because I don't think there's a local library. <laughs> no. Brittany. You don't think so? I'm, most of the people are probably illiterate. And, 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 yeah. And, you know, and her mom maybe had those. And books were valuable. She yeah, might have had them expensive. sent. She might have had them sent already to, mm. to Milan. But... She's like, do you have a book? And Marianne said, yeah, you know, just let me get it. And she is so nervous. You can Marianne. tell Marianne when mm. she's getting that book. And, and, and she's, she just goes back to Eloise and just kind of awkwardly hands it to mm. her. <laughs> and Eloise just like stares at her and is like, it's weird that you sleep in here. And just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome. She's a woman of few words. Yeah. She's a woman of few words. It's a film of few words. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yes, after much gazing and longing. Um, <laughs> capital M, capital G, much gazing. Yeah, much gazing, trademark. Um, uh, TM. <laughs> MGTM. <laughs> the, the, the subtitle of the show. Yeah. Yeah, so Marianne goes about doing some, some lovely sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, we she, get to see those hands again yeah. of the real artist. She's doing studies. She's doing, you know, sketches of, of Eloise. She's not wasting any time. She's no. getting to work. She's got it. She doesn't have much time. Yeah. Right? She's a professional woman. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, they then go out the next day. I'm assuming it's the next day. They go out to walk on the beach. And this is when Sophie's like, no, I need to put a scarf on you. To, pre- like, protect you I, from the it, wind? That, or? Was, that felt very much like this is an artistic choice. Ah, aesthetic choice. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's... Scarf is doing nothing. Yeah, it's shield. a very sheer scarf. It's sheer. It's gauzy. Is it pulled up like up to the nose? So like from the chin to the nose. So, yeah. So Marianne is wearing her mask improperly. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> because her nose is sticking out. Mm-hmm. Eloise is wearing it. You know, she's COVID safe. She's following. That's the, right. She's following the guidelines because she <laughs> her nose and mouth her nose are secure. and mouth are covered. It's really sensual. It just because it's this soft. You see her lips. You see yeah, her mouth and... a soft covering on their face, and 
It almost highlights, like, it really brings her attention to your eyes. piercing green eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that is, yeah, the first, so the first time Adele breaks the the fourth wall is when she's wearing that, that ah. mask. And I don't quite recall if it's at this moment, but it's when, yeah, they are walking together and... It's beautiful. Yeah. She's she, she looks right back and you can tell this is Marianne's POV because she, we're getting, Adele's looking at she's us. Looking we're at Marianne. Us Marianne. Yeah, we're yeah. Marianne. But they go... They sit on the beach together. It's sunny. It's, you know, it's a very beautiful area. And they both have their little masks. I, sh- I keep saying masks. I do. They're, they're scarves <laughs> that aren't really protecting them from anything. Yeah. It's not keeping them It's choice. not keeping them warm. You know, it's windy there. They're on the coast of yeah, the... Was it for, like, chapped lips or something? It me. It was, the, know. you know, they're on the Atlantic Ocean. And it's yeah, very... Salty. It's blustery. So yeah. they're just sitting there not talking to each other. I think Eloise is very comfortable with silence. She's very unself. Yes. She's very unselfconscious too. Mm-hmm. You know when you when you're with someone and you just feel the need to fill fill the, fill silence. the silence. Well, in this case too, yeah. Mar- she thinks Marianne's hired to be her companion, and you think they would she'd want to talk to and her. Yeah, she's like, no, I don't have to talk to you. But yeah, so it's very interesting. Again, minimalistic choice. Yeah. She's very comfortable with herself. I'd say she's com- I think she's a, she's a confident woman eloise she's self-possessed yes. she's not and she, and grief-stricken yeah and, yeah. and she's got this yeah. steely composure mm-hmm. preparing herself for like whatever this forced future she yeah. has to step into yeah. yeah like you feel a lot of different things emotionally mm-hmm. from eloise mm-hmm. so the actress i think she just did Adele. a wonderful job oh god yes <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to tell that to emily twice yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just two hours of me gushing <laughs> over Adele and Adele. Um, let's, we could just rename this episode mm-hmm. that. The Adele fan club. Adele. I I mean, I just gotta say, you know, you're team Eloise, I'm team Marianne. Really? I think I decided. Yeah. I mean, obviously <laughs> nothing against our beloved Eloise. Uh-huh. But just the uh, inquisitive eyes that Marianne has. Well, and Don't you just want someone to look at you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't. Is you super say pretty. you told me you were like I would fall in love with someone too if the, if I had to paint them. <laughs> yeah, because you're staring at yeah. them, at every little bit of them without distractions. Staring. At them. Yeah, and so of course, yeah, I would I would fall in love with them too. And if it was Adele and Elle. If I was staring at Adele, if I was staring at Adele and Elle, yeah, it's it's over, it's, it's done. So, like, I think if she made eye contact with me, like if I crossed her path in an airport and she looked at me, I would faint. You would combust. I think I would. Yeah, I just just eye contact. Like, okay, I'm deceased. It's over. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> As I pass away. Her airport staff is like, not another one. No, like, we're, scoops you no, away. we're on the airport conveyor belt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your body's just limp. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but they, um... Sorry, I just, yeah, I'm laughing. Good. I'm laughing. So they, they, okay, you're Team Marianne, I'm Team Eloise. All right. Yeah. So if you had to, if you had to marry one, you, you, you can... I'd marry Mary. Okay. Or, or I'd be her. I can't tell. Oh. Kristen, you know, sexuality is a spectrum. That's right. So you're somewhere on that spectrum. That's right. So I'm, I'm, I'm also, <laughs> in, I'm going to declare my love for the hands of whatever artist. Oh, yeah, I love it. And they're not particularly stunning hands. I just like the work they're doing. Nothing more lovely than 
a woman's hands, I, I'd say. Like paint, especially... Yeah. I, painting and drawing is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, where do I sign up so I can do this? <laughs> Even though I'm not a good artist, I enjoy it, but how do I yeah. sign up for this gig? <laughs> of, of, of just being a hand actor. I just think it's so awesome that that's someone's gig. Like, <laughs> that's all I want to do and get paid, like, a lot you of money. You can, you know, there are hand models, right? Yeah, I want to do and it. And they get paid well. We'll look into it. We'll find yeah. an agent. Anyway, we'll get... You could do it. Yeah. You could. <laughs> anyway, so they're sitting on the beach. Okay, now we're back here. Yeah, we're back. Okay, <clears throat> and we're back. Um, so they're sitting on the beach, and and Eloise is just like... Je voudrais baigner. I, I want to bathe. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the word she uses. And I'm assuming that's the word she uses in French, and then it's just translated directly to English, meaning she wants to swim. And Marianne's like... Uh, not today. Um, <laughs> the waters are a little choppy today. Mm-hmm. And she's probably also thinking, I don't want you to die. Yes. Whether in te- by, you know, intentionally or not. Or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I already swam in after my canvas. Not one, you, sister. girl. Not- I'm not swimming in after yeah. you. Yeah. And she, and she's like, no, how about not today? You know, and yeah. she's very gentle about it. And, and Eloise is just like, okay, fine. And she's just adorable. And, and then at some point they both remove their veils to speak to each other. I think Marianne does it first when she addresses her and then, you know, Eloise eventually takes hers off and they have this really weird cryptic exchange about, do you know how to swim? Do you remember this? No, I don't remember. She's, so Marianne says, do you know, do you know how to swim? And Eloise says, I don't know. And then you remember this? And then Eloise, um, yeah. That's concerning. And she goes, wait, well, what? so no, you don't. And then Ellie's is like, no, I don't know if I know how to swim. Oh, Do you remember this? I remember that now, because I think we, I, I was like, what? I, I, <laughs> I, I know. I was, like, huh? I was like, is there something lost in translation? No. Eloise is saying, maybe, maybe mm. I do know how to swim. I won't know until I jump in the ocean. And, and it's like, okay, what does this tell us about Eloise's state of mind and just the kind of person like she is? And... Where she's like, yeah, maybe I know. Mm. Maybe I don't. I guess there's only one way to find out. Mm. And Marianne's just like, that's not how swimming works. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're not sure, then you don't know. Yeah. You will know by learning how to swim. And mm. I'm like, what are they really saying here? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, I feel like it's sexually charged between them. Oh. Like, it really is. Just the way they stare at each other. And, and we see the camera kind of pans down to Eloise's hands. And then we see that Marianne, like, hurriedly sketching her hands. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the sly. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, she's, like, crouching behind a rock. <laughs> it's really funny. It's actually pretty funny. There should be, like, Benny Hill music of just, yeah. like, <laughs> just her, like, hiding behind the rocks. Just, like, oh, no, no, quick. Okay, okay, get <laughs> Okay, so. Okay. All right, so then after that, you know, she's doing more sketches and then she's with sophie she's very tired marianne probably been sketching all day all day sketching all day on the sketching all night and she's sitting with sophie kind of commiserating or maybe looking for some empathy and she's like i can't even make her smile and sophie's like well have you tried being funny (laughs) (laughs) it's so good (laughs) and i'm just like trying to think of marianne like trying to be funny i just it's a somber film so it's interesting. Yeah, and I, we haven't said this yet, and but and this has been said. This is not a hot take, but so many frames of this film are paintings. Like when Stunning. you, yeah, like when you see this, the, what this scene I just mentioned of Sophie and Marianne together. It's a painting. Like it, it's right. so beautiful, just them together in, in the frame there. 
Yeah, I actually pulled yeah. a quote from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Just from a, a commenter on their name, Leah. Mm-hmm. And she said, there's almost no single moment in Portrait of a Lady on Fire that couldn't be captured, mounted, and hung on a wall yeah. as high art. Yeah. Yeah. And I gotta agree. So much of uh, the cinematography is styled so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Great lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, just the poses and the setting. Yeah. It just feels like The blocking, like high art. everything. And the cinematography, yeah. Claire Masson, shout out to Beautiful. the wonderful cinematographer. And there's, we... I told you, so I would love to do all of Celine's films, but I, her first film, I believe, was Water Lilies. That's the English hmm. title. That is not the literal title oh, in French. The, the, the title in French is something like Birth of Octopuses or something. Oh, so that wasn't wow. going to work in English. Um, mm-hmm. But Adele is in that. I think it might have, I don't think it was Adele's first movie, but it was the movie where she met Celine for the first time. And they... Uh, became partners. They did, for a time. Um, they have since separated. Yeah. And I believe this film, Portrait, mm-hmm. was filmed after they separated. Yeah. But they're still in a working partnership. Yeah. But just not a personal, Not a, no, romantic, no, a romantic relationship, yeah. yeah. Which, that's amazing, to work with your ex. And, you know. <laughs> and be on good terms. Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, that film, I, I watched it... And I would love to watch that with you and just, you know, talk about that with you. Because, again, it's all about longing and and Mm. the gaze. But there are several shots in this where I'm like, this portrait. Like, when I was watching, yeah, when I was watching Water Water Lilies, when it's just, you know, Adele sitting next to the the protagonist of that film, them sitting next to each other or lying next to each other Mm. or, or just in profile you know, with each other. And I'm like, oh, this is, I'm feeling the same wow. portrait energy and just the the intense yearning, like, mm-hmm. the, that is there. You can feel between between the female characters. It's like, yes, Celine, wow, you really know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be one of her yeah, hallmarks. she really does. And that's actually in the scene coming up where I felt like when I was watching Water Lilies, it, it, this, it was shot, you know, in a very similar style. So oh, okay. We do get a scene where Marianne, again, is talking to the Countess, and they're talking about how it's going, and they make a joke about the Countess's ugly friend, which oh, is so rude. Yes. <laughs> it is, but in, in a and delightfully cold yeah, way. Yeah, and they're yeah. speaking Italian, because I think she says, brutissima, my mm. friend is very ugly. Mm. My friend's super ugly. And she's just pleased as punch damn. that... <laughs> Yes, damn, Countess. Um, (laughs) She's just pleased as punch that she's speaking Italian. She has someone to speak Italian with. Mm -hmm. It's great. She just lights up, you can tell. And and she probably hasn't laughed out loud since her daughter died, I'm going to guess. She's enjoying Marianne's company as well, which is nice. And Marianne can hold her own. That's what I like about her. She's so confident. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So they go to the beach. Again, they're they're at the beach a lot. So that's Marianne and Eloise? And Marianne and Eloise are at the beach. And this is one of my favorite scenes. And... This is the scene where I felt like it was like water lilies. There's a scene where we have the two female characters sitting next side by side, mm-hmm. just kind of in profile, look, looking at each other, and just, mm. just speaking. It's a long take, too, of them just speaking to each other. And there's a part in water lilies where they, they're at the bottom of these stairs, and it's this long take of these two girls talking to each other like that. But mm. again, it's a very long take, and it's just them sitting side by side in profile, speaking to each other, and it felt very much... And it was Adele, too, so that probably did it, where... Because she was also in in Water Lilies, but Adele is or <laughs> Eloise, you know, interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> she's un she's has this blanket or some kind of I, I don't know some needlework, and she's slowly unraveling it. And we find out, you know, Marianne asked her about it. It was her sister's that she oh, had been working on. I don't remember. Yeah, this. and Marianne starts asking her about 
her sister and and we find out that you know they had been writing to each other Eloise and her sister they probably hadn't seen each other in years but that she talks about Eloise talks about how in her last letter the sister her older sister apologized to her and she went say for what and Mm. we come to find out oh because she she had already planned about what she was going to do and again, it's very, it's, it's very sad. Yeah, but I love their interplay here because they're sitting there, and Marianne very directly asks, "Do you think she did it on purpose?" And Eloise looks at her very sharply. I'd say she's very intense and just looks at her, and it's just like no one's dared to ask me that. Kind of, I don't know if that's the exact line, but she said, "No one's asked that, um, not out loud anyway, to me." Mm. And I think she's surprised and impressed i don't think she's offended at the the question i don't think i don't i didn't get that impression because you might easily be offended by that right yeah it's very you could say very impertinent absolutely presumptuous yeah yeah and especially on such a subject as your sister's death by suicide so and and they they talk about it and i think eloise is just relieved to be able to speak about it yeah really be honest about it what's happening and what happened and and how she feels about it and it broke down a wall i Mm -hmm. think between Mm -hmm. between Mm -hmm. the two women so this is a long take of them just having this conversation where they talk they talk about a lot here they talk about apparently both of them were in a convent so marianne was in a convent at some point because oh remember no man your memory's really good yeah remember yeah well she it's giving us a glimpse into the disparity between these two women, but not in the way you'd think, where you'd think Adele being, you know, moneyed, titled, has the greater status, and she does, mm-hmm. ostensibly. But Marianne has had way more freedom, mm. right? At, and at a, at a cost. Yeah. Having to make a living yeah, with yeah. your own hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we find that they both had different perspectives on what it was like to be in a convent, because... Mm. Marianne said, I found it to be very unjust when she was, and I'm assuming, we don't know, we don't know how long she was there, or if she was just as a little girl, she got sent there for for education, you know, whatever, she was there to be educated, and she said she really did not like it, she did not like being in the convent, no, Marianne, Marianne? she didn't like it. And that tracks, it's kind of a free spirit. Yeah, and, but Eloise was saying, it's a life that has advantages, and she says you can read, you can sing, and she says... Equality is a pleasant feeling. Oh. Line. Mm-hmm. So they have very different feelings about yeah. what that was like. Yeah, and uh-huh. I'm sure it varied mm-hmm. from convent to convent. Oh, yeah. You know, there was abuse or anything. <laughs> so I was going to say, Sapphic Paradise or, or, or Handmaid's hand <laughs> yeah, Tale. Yeah, there yeah. There's no in-between. There's no medium place. Right, right. <laughs> when I forgot Eloise um, loves music. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. She loves that organ music, but we got sidelined, oh my god, Kristen, about, about, like, convents, and, well, do you remember finding the channel Hildegard von Blingen? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She plays, um, oh my god, contemporary pop music. The bardcore. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. The style of, like, medieval music. It's so good, but no, but I'm thinking... It could be a bomb-ass life in a convent. Like, it could have been one of the better places to be as a woman in terms of autonomy and, like, safety. Because I'm thinking about someone like Hildegard 
Hildegard von Bingen, mind you, not von Blingen <laughs> yeah. in real life. She was this polymath, so and mm. she studied everything, and she, you know she was respected, sought after. So she studied science, medicine, and and music. She wrote music, and as the abbess, I'm going to assume she afforded her those under her charge the same liberties. Mm. But as a woman, being able to just have free reign of a, of a library, right. learning, and, and philosophy, whatever it was, philosophy, music science politics whatever you wanted to whatever you wanted to study and have the time and the space and not be burdened by 12 children or dying Disease. in childbirth yeah being protected from the plague prop as long as it yeah. doesn't make it to the convent mm-hmm. and break outbreak there you'd be protected from that right marriage which marriage. again you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to go that route mm-hmm. like, which is it was a very different thing then as we've kind of talked about that's right to be a, a married woman with the expectations that came along with that and it could be a great deal i'm just saying like yeah. depending on which order you're in and depending on your abbess i think it could be a great <laughs> great life yeah absolutely i think you're absolutely right like if i had to choose you know if i were a woman <laughs> of that time okay do you want to be married off at 14 to a 45 year old and then have 12 children and look you know if with any luck not die by the time you're 24 right. <laughs> yeah, not die in childbirth or lose you know so many children yeah or... yeah yeah and not be able to leave your house Starvation, or learn you know do anything or... yeah yeah and i think you know they yeah again there have been some safety some some safety you know i'm not saying like convents were never pillaged or attacked because they were of course but i think generally it was like a safer bet for your survival yeah. and, and your happiness. Your health, your yeah. yes, health and safety. And again, if you are of a queer persuasion, I don't think you can land in a better place. Absolutely, than, than a convent, right? So, it could have been have that female companionship. Yeah, it could have been a great openly could have been a great life. Could have been a miserable life. Yep. So we don't know where where Eloise landed. Eloise landed on that, right? But Marianne did not like it. She yeah. did not like it. <laughs> so they talk about her her impending marriage, her impending nuptials, and I love how Adele plays this scene and just how she looks, how they interact, mm-hmm. and just how she watches, Mar- you know, Marianne. Mm-hmm. And you know, she just says, "Que savez-vous de mon futur mariage? Je sais que vous devez vous unir à un milanais. C'est tout. C'est tout ce que j'en sais aussi." Yeah, well, what do you know about my marriage? And Marion's like, well, I just know that you're marrying this Milanese gentleman, and that's about it. And then Marianne, or Eloise is just like, yeah, that's all I know, too. Mm-hmm. Don't you see why I'm concerned? Mm. Like, do you not understand why I wouldn't want to do this or why I'd have reservations? Because Marianne's kind of been a little bit glib about it. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, this is just what you do. This is what women do. Women of your station do this all the time. Like, what's the big deal? Right. And plus, Marianne is just in her life, you know, for a few days. Yeah. Getting a job done. Yeah. And she wasn't anticipating, I think, getting emotionally tied up in Eloise's, like, path trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. So this is more Marianne, like, getting emotionally invested. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fears that Eloise has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she... What's being asked of her. Yeah. And it's great. You know, there's this great moment between them where where Eloise is just like, that's... You don't have... She asks her, like, well, are you going to get married? Like, when will you marry? Kind of, because that's just a natural assumption that she would make, right? Or mm-hmm. one would think. And then Marion's like, well, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, I... 
She doesn't have to, which is amazing. That's incredible. Isn't it? She doesn't. She can continue. Like, she could. You know, they'll probably but for be... love, which would be, like, yeah. a luxury. And that probably would be the end of her working days unless she had yeah. a very egalitarian, progressive, you know, artistic husband. Yeah. Which, someone like her dad, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And Eloise says, well, that's, that's why you don't understand me. Mm. And then Marianne looks at her very earnestly and says, I do. I do understand you. C'est parce que vous pouvez choisir que vous ne comprenez pas. Je vous comprends. Uh, but I was thinking, no, you don't, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, you actually She's just don't. love drunk on Eloise's eyes. It's like, that's a nice thing to say, but I don't think you do yeah. understand her. Because you can't understand her. Like, you just have the freedom she will never enjoy. Right. But it was a nice, like you said, I think she was... Catching feelings. Um, <laughs> yeah. Definitely catching feelings at that point. Yeah, so then, you know, after they have this conversation, th- this is when she actually talks to the mother and the Countess. Marianne? Yeah, and then and the Countess is like, okay, fine. She can go out on her own. Marianne is, like, reassuring her. She's not going to do anything desperate. She's um, just angry. And the Countess is, is like, yes, I know. I know. I understand that my daughter's angry about this. But, they again, they have... They have a nice rapport, um, Marianne and, and the Countess. Yeah. So we find out, yay, Eloise gets the chance to be alone outside, which is probably something she's never been able to do. Mm-hmm. But before she does that, she pays Marianne a visit, and this is when they smoke they smoke a pipe together. <laughs> um, and Marianne plays the harpsichord. No, it's not a harpsichord. Excuse me. Excuse me. Forgive me. It's a spinet. A spinet? A spinet. What's the difference? Between... Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, because it, it looks... Can... Yeah. It looks like a little piano, which is what a harpsichord looks like. Yeah. But it's called a spinet? Yes. Do you uh, know the difference at all? I'm going to assume it's just smaller, and there aren't as many keys. Uh, not as much the scale coverage. It's, mm-hmm. it's minimal. It's not, It's not. you know, modern day piano. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so Marianne comes to visit, and she's like... Vous avez du tabac? Oui. Do you have tobacco? Um, so I'm like, again, is she smoking tobacco? This must have been the coolest convent ever. <laughs> she just smoking together all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Marianne is basically in her underwear. Yes. So she's but by 1770s standards, that's still a lot of coverage. So it's basically like the under gown. It's she's that in des dress. She's in des habits. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, don't think I, there's not like a whole lot of skin or anything. Yeah, but she's wearing. She's not. It's definitely like something you wouldn't do in proper company. No. So that shows another layer of like, yeah. vulnerability. Yeah, because she's wearing like her, her, her personality. What what would it be called? Like the girdle, the stomacher. Yeah. The... Like a a corset that kind of laces up. Yeah, a little bit. There's like you know a shift that she's mm-hmm. she's wearing underneath it. And because back then, back then, I'm such an expert, I'm not, but I, the gowns were two separate pieces. It's not right. like one dress. It was like the, the gown, top. the gown, and then the bodice yeah. came up, were separate pieces. And Got even, it. even in some, I, I don't know if at this point sleeves were separate too, but I know back, probably, I'm just thinking like Tudor era, like, which this is not, but um, the sleeves were even separate pieces. Wow. Yeah. But I think, a lot of work. yeah, with it, this, at least the bodice and the skirt mm-hmm. were separate pieces but she's just wearing again that the stays i guess you yeah. call them and then like the skirt and and eloise is in this beautiful like dark blue 
dress, mm-hmm. and she she wants to she pays Marion a visit, and she's just asked, "Do you have tobacco?" And then they sit down, and and Marion's like, "Hey, good news, great news. Um, your mom said you can go out by yourself tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yay, isn't that awesome?" And then you know, in her own mind, and then I can finally get some work done. On yeah, this painting. right. And 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 she says, "You'll be free. You'll be free tomorrow." And okay, I mean. We are eventually going to cover, like, favorite lines, but this is when she says, you know, Mary's like, well, you'll be free, and then Eloise is like... Être libre, c'est être seul. Being free is being alone. Um, mm. and, and then she's like, well, I guess I'll find out tomorrow, won't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're just kind of sitting next to each other on the bed again. It's very intimate, having this conversation. And Marion says, or no, Eloise is like... Je vais aller à la messe. Well, I'm going to go to mass. And, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to go to Mass. Yep. And Marianne says, oh, you want to receive communion? And Eloise straight up snicker, like laughs. Mm. She just snicks. She's like, pfft. Vous voulez communier? Je veux entendre de la musique. But, I mean, that's the vibe. It's just like, bitch, please. Like right. She's basically like, no, I could. And you get the sense that, you get the sense that Eloise isn't even a believer. Yeah. She was just, can you imagine being in a convent? Again, could be rad, but like, yeah. you were just placed there, but she doesn't, it seems like she doesn't even believe in the sacraments, or like, we don't know, but it at, seems... Yeah, at that point, we don't, but when they go, mm-hmm. there's a live choir, isn't there? Oh, no, that's not mass. That's just Wednesday go to the bonfire. Yeah, that's not mass. She's not... Didn't, but isn't there music at... Do we go to the church with them? No. I'm, what am no. I picturing? That's the bonfire. That's not mass. <laughs> well, don't okay, you wish Catholic mass were like that? I go, I go every week if that's what Catholic mass was. No. Okay. No. So we don't go with them to the service. No, Ellie okay. goes alone to mass because she wants to hear music. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so maybe yeah. I just made up something in my head where I just pictured her. You fan fiction. I did. <laughs> Horde. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she she's like, no, I want to hear the music. Yeah. So yeah, we get this. We, so we learn a couple of things. We learn Eloise enjoys music, mm-hmm. and the only way you're going to hear music in 1770 is live. Church. <laughs> yeah, live. live. Again. And she's never seen, you know, Marianne ask, never seen an orchestra? She's like, girl, no, when would I have? Like, mm-hmm. she's probably been in the comments since she was eight. Yeah. And, and, she, and again, you know, Eloise asks a similar question later on when she asks her, tell me what love is like but she's like tell me what it's like like tell me what an orchestra is like and Marianne is like well you can't really I can't really convey that in words yeah. and that, <laughs> but, but that was also a charged question very I can't I can show you basically ooh, yeah. like I can show you I can't tell you same thing with you know love later on but right she's like okay uh, well I'll show you and then she goes over to the the spinet as we've established and this is weird we hear the spinet before she even sits down or touches the keys. Oh, I don't know if that Which was is... intentional or not. Oh, I'm thinking Celine was on, in charge. She knows what she's doing. Like, but why? So uh, this is weird. So I'm thinking it's because I... It's memory? Yeah, or... because this oh. is Marianne's recollection of what happened. So, so like not strictly realism. Yeah, she's like yeah. hearing it in her mind. She's hearing the keys. But then she does sit down... And she, this is a choice. This is Celine's choice where she doesn't, so the spinet's covered by a dust cloth. She doesn't remove the dust cloth. She puts she her hand. it back. No, she puts her hand up under the dust cloth. 
But she eventually pushes it back. I think Eloise does. Oh. But she's playing under... So if you can imagine a, a woman, you know, sitting at a piano or something, mm-hmm. and there's a dust cloth over it, and instead of removing it, she just hmm. puts her hands up under the dust cloth hmm. to where she can't even see her hands and is playing it. And you think that was, like, symbolic? Oh, it's symbolic? so it's so erotic. It's just ah, like, yeah, she's like... But okay. yeah, that was a choice. That was hmm. definitely a conscious... Because if I were going to sit at a piano, I would not be doing that. Yeah. Unless I was trying to, like, make a point or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. But this is the shot where it's one of my favorite in the whole movie where it really looks like a Vermeer painting because Ooh, we see... yeah, you pointed that out. Yeah, the light, it. because of the lighting. So we just see Marianne from behind sitting down. We see her back and her stays again. Mm-hmm. And then Marianne, you know, Eloise enters the frame from the right and mm-hmm. she's in profile. And she's beautiful Adele, Adele and Elle in profile. And it really does look like a painting. Yeah, it's and the light's coming in mm-hmm. from upper left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Marianne plays... It's a core memory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, definitely... Yeah. yeah. And the song she's playing, you know, she kind of has fun. She's kind of flirty with oh, Adele. Oh, it's very flirty. Oh, you yeah. got me calling her Adele. She's flirty with Eloise. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, remember this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this piece. This piece, yeah, because it may or may not. May or may not. I'm back later in a surprising She's way. She's playing Vivaldi's Summer, which mm-hmm. is, if you've seen a car commercial, if you've seen, <laughs> it's elevated music. If you've, you've heard Vivaldi's, you've heard Vivaldi's Spring, at least. But have you heard it on a spinet? No. <laughs> Probably not until you've seen this movie. But yeah, so Vivaldi's very famous. Must all be what all young women who had access Vivaldi? probably learned play right yes Vivaldi yeah. was a priest and he worked at an all-girls school oh, and so okay. a lot of the music he wrote was for young women so uh, I'm wondering if Celine was Celine. mindful of this or she just I think I read an interview where she just was like I wanted this to be a very well-known piece mm-hmm. and it I mean this is it, it is but it's yeah mm-hmm. Vivaldi's summer and she's basically describing what is happening in, in the piece and if you do look at the sheet music She's really reading what it says in the sheet music. Mm. Like, Vivaldi wrote, you know, he wrote exactly what he meant to be, what he was trying to portray or convey through the music, which is, yes, insects, you know, being agitated in a coming storm and a little shepherd boy. And it's so good. tempête qui éclate avec les éclairs et le vent vous entendrez la suite Milan est une ville de musique and they are just looking, they're so, like, flirty with each other, mm-hmm. and you can see a, a Eloise just, like, falling in love with Mary, just the way she's looking at her and smiling. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a light moment. It's so cute. It's nice. It's precious. Yeah. And, like, you see the fire behind them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then Marianne kind of kills the moment where she's like, oh, I can't play it, you know, I tried, but mm. you'll get to hear it in Milan. It's like, don't bring Milan up. Well, it's kind of like a, I know, it's that she killed doomed the moment. love story, like... It is doomed. Where you maybe get some traction, you know, having yeah. a moment with the person that uh-huh. you have feelings for, and then being like, oh yeah, 
this can never be. Wait, I have to leave. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Yeah, but she she kills the moment. I don't I don't think she meant to kill the moment. Yeah. Eloise is just like, fine, I can't wait to go to Milan then. And it's so sad. She's so defeated and hurt. And, and it was kind of a cold reminder. It was, and Eloise was very sad about that. And then she's like, Marion's like, well, I'm just trying to, she's just trying to comfort her. She's like, I'm just trying to tell you, like, it's not all going to be bad. Like, mm. there's going to be good things about your life in Milan. And and Eloise is like, you're just telling me that once in a while I'll be consoled. And it's just Ooh. sad. Oh, I feel that so. Oh. It's real sad. My feels. But they're sitting, like, so close to each other. Yeah. And she's like, oh. Like, I got, like, I feel butterflies <laughs> when I watch. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I could handle her sitting that close to me. And you mm. know when you can feel someone looking at you? Mm-hmm. Like, this just reminds me of my mom where, like, I'll look at her and she's like, why are you looking at me? But, <laughs> but when you're sitting next to someone, you can feel it, but when it's someone that you are wildly attracted to, or if it's Adele and Elle, your like, tingles, your, your heart, and you start sweating, it's just like, yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. I would just be yeah. like, okay, I would get flustered too and not be able to play. I'd be like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. You, you, you'll get to see someone else too. That's like, right. And yeah. I think that's worth mentioning at this point, you know, Celine Siyama and making this film be a love story between two women. Mm-hmm. And we don't see very many films where two women gaze at each other with such intent, yeah. such desire, without the noise of plot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, well, like heavy plot, I should yeah. say, or uh-huh. distraction, um, or any of like the current social norms that we observe, like maybe making out at a party and then being like, oh, I wonder what this means. Yeah. It's, not, it's like... Deep soul gazes. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't really see that much media like that. No. And so it's very empowering to see lusty yeah. looks oh, it's between full. women. It's, it's loaded. It, yeah, it really is. And, uh, but it also, I will say, you know, because this is not a very traditional, like, uh, style of storytelling. Mm-hmm. It, it might be hard to catch that because you're kind of like, uh, for many points for me, I was a little bit like, what's happening? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and What is this? <laughs> right. And so I can see this, but I also acknowledge just being like straight, you know, it, yeah. it, I uh, yeah. I miss some of the fire, but I I appreciate the beauty of what's going yeah. on in front of me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's, there's just extreme value. If you're going to watch this movie for anything, watch it for that alone of just to like, see what that gaze looks like, feels like, and and see the women fall for each other. Like, oh. it's so beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And Celine talked about how this was, she wanted this to be a love story between equals. Again, they're both women, and at their time, you know, women, and arguably, you know, still, women and men are not regarded as equal, right. or the dynamic is not one of equality right i'm not saying that's the case all over if it is true and you know for everybody but certainly at this time it it would have been again we talked about what the transactional nature of her eloise's impending marriage to this Mm -hmm. man so celine you know made the deliberate choice to cast two women of the same age so they're Mm -hmm. both adele and noemi are about the same age and they're the same height and Mm -hmm. that was a choice that she made and she just wanted to kind of portray, like, this is what a love story between equals can look like and feel like. Ooh, I yeah. give me chills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I, love, I love that. that. I love that. I love that for them. Yeah. <laughs> love that for you. Love that for you. I, I love that journey for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then after this lovely scene at the spinet, we are able to infer that time passed and that 
Eloise actually did go to mass. And then she comes back and Marianne is like painting or she's in her smock and she she's she hears Eloise come in and she's like, oh shit. Is, and, she, is she wearing the, the dress to try uh, and like just like I, pulled on her front? I can't remember. Yeah, she, she I do Just know, to see how the fold yeah, of the fabric Yeah, looks. and she has to run. And, <laughs> yeah, strip it off. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like. And hide and, the painting. Yeah, and she run, yeah. And then, or she has to hide her hands. Because I know it went, I don't know if this is when that happened, but she had paint all over her hand and had to hide it. And then. Eloise comes in and, and is, she looks so refreshed and she looks like rejuvenated and she she looks happy because she she got to spend some time alone and and kind of basically do what she wanted, which when has she ever gotten to do what she wanted, right? Exactly. Just because she wanted to do it. And so uh, Marion's like, well, how, how was it? And she's like, oh, it was lovely. I sang. I want to hear her sing. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, and then, uh, and then, oh God, Adele, she just delivers this line. We're going to do best lines or favorite lines. Mm -hmm. And again, it's in French, so it's, you know, a million times better. But she says, J'ai senti dans la solitude la liberté dont vous parliez. Mais j'ai aussi senti que vous me manquiez. In solitude, I felt the liberty you spoke of, but I also felt your absence. Ooh, yes. Oh, God. Yes. Longing to a T. Yeah, like, and she, the way they, she looks at her, and then Marianne just, like, turns away, and we, she turns toward the camera, and we just see her reaction to mm -hmm. that. And, um, woohoo! And then, and then we see, I don't remember which order this happens in, but Marianne finishes the painting, right? The, the portrait she's been working on, and she tells the mom, like, hey, I finished it. And the mom's like, great, yes, awesome. Well, I, you know, the mom's like, well, I, I'm going to show, you know, I'm going to show it to her. Or I don't oh. remember, if, I don't remember if that's exactly what she says, but yeah. it basically, basically comes down to Marianne saying, no, I want to tell, I want to tell Eloise the truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was like, <gasps> when I was watching that, because uh -huh. the countess really put Marianne in a tough spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, I don't think the countess or Marianne counted on Marianne and getting feelings yeah. for the subject of the painting. Mm -hmm. But it, it still is a kind of a underhanded thing to do to someone. Oh, terrible. Especially yeah. when it pertains to marrying her off to a stranger. Like, that just... Your own mother. Like... Yeah. And, and this companion you've grown close to yeah. enough to feel her absence yeah. when you had your sweet freedom. So... Mm -hmm. Okay, we've been talking for a long time now. Do you think maybe it's a good place to stop? Yeah, let's take a little Okay, break. let's give our, our dear listeners a little bit of a break, and we will come back with more portrait goodness. See you soon. See you soon.